This is an LTD Entertainment presentation. Welcome to Brian C. Pusey's Safe Haven Podcast, where our aim is to encourage, enhance, and advance you to the next level on your Christian journey. We're prayerful that you'll stick around and listen to the message that God has for you, delivered by yours truly, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. The door is open. Let's go in together. Welcome to Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Brian C. Pusey. I'm so glad you were able to tune in this wonderful week, um, praying that all is well with you. First off, just want to thank Reverend Charles Dockery of Trinity United Church of Christ, Gary, Indiana, for uh, popping in last week with his message because it was beautiful. It was magnificent. I'm just, just, I was just so moved by it. I know a lot of other people were also moved by it. So just if he's listening, if you're listening, Rev, just want to continue to encourage you to continue to let the Lord use you the way he has been because whew, I, I'm still still moved by that message because, you know, that the faith that works, that's that's just amazing. Well, today is just going to be a it's, gonna, it's not going to be a low-key Sunday. Um, we know it's first Sunday with those who celebrate communion on the first Sunday, praying that that you take your elements um, in um, after meditating and praying about it because, you know, to take it in vain, to take it and not uh, with your heart impure, it's not a good thing. It's not a good thing for you or anyone else. But also just praying that... Um, you just uh, you're at peace in your heart with it wherever you are. For those who uh, are tuning in for the first time, welcome. Because you know what, it's a great thing that you're here. Don't let the welcome part fool you. You know this this is a very powerful uh, podcast. At least I, I like to believe it is. So um, I won't keep you. We're gonna get right into it uh, in one moment. We're gonna get into the prayer prayer moment. Um, and then we're going to go straight to the Word, and um, we'll go from there. All right, be right back. It's prayer time here at Safe Haven. Um, we're praying for all those out there going through a lot of things, financial struggles, relationship struggles, emotional struggles, mental health issues, praying for those who are on jobs that are not taking very good care of them, praying for those who are who are um, having fears of reprisals for standing up for what's right, praying for a um, special uh, shout-out prayer to uh, Minister Jessica Funches, 
as she's going through her situations, her trials and tribulations, he's asking for asking for special prayer. So we want to keep her lifted up, as well as many others going through many things. Um, you can always reach out at bpughsley at yahoo.com if you have any prayer requests. Be glad be glad to to keep uh, keep you all lifted up in prayer if possible. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, right now we just want to say thank you. Thank you for another opportunity to wake up this morning, oh Heavenly Father, just to say your name, to see that, that you are just blessing us, even if we feel stressed inside, oh Heavenly Father. We pray for those who are going through struggles right now, Heavenly Father. We pray for those who are having a hard time maintaining their finances during this, this uh, still-going pandemic. Oh, Heavenly Father, we praying for those who are still trying, having a hard time trying to find work again, oh, Heavenly Father, because many people who does not have a job right now lost their job due, due to the pandemic, oh, Heavenly Father, and their job did not return. So we pray that you keep them lifted up. Keep them keep them feeling comforted, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep them lifted up, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep them focused on you right now, Heavenly Father. Praying for Minister Jessica, oh, Heavenly Father. You just continue to lift her up and in her family, oh, Heavenly Father. Continue to to give her the light, the guiding light that you that she needs right now, Heavenly Father. Continue to show her the way, oh, Heavenly Father. Continue to to guide her path and guide her, her journey, oh, Heavenly Father. Praying right now for my family, oh, Heavenly Father. Near and afar, oh, Heavenly Father. Continue to just keep them lifted up right now. Keep them focused, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep them going toward the purpose that... You have for them, oh, Heavenly Father. Pray right now you just lift me up, oh, Heavenly Father. Continue to keep me going, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep me strength, strengthened up, oh, Heavenly Father. For I may feel weak sometimes, and I may not even admit it in most cases. So keep me going, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep me flowing. Right now, I also want to pray for every church door that is opening and reopening in your name, oh, Heavenly Father. Every pastor, every every minister that has to go to the pulpit, oh, Heavenly Father, and preach your word, oh, Heavenly Father. Pray right now. Also, for every podcast that is doing what I am doing right now, Heavenly Father, continuing to bring the word, the message, in the only way they see fit, oh, Heavenly Father, to make sure that all their listeners are also girded up. Pray for the listeners, praying also for the listeners of this podcast, oh, Heavenly Father, continue to just be with them. Keep them going and flowing, oh, Heavenly Father. Keep showing them that you are the way, oh, Heavenly Father, and the only way. Right now, we just want to pray for the message that's going to be coming forth in a few right now, Heavenly Father, just just take me out the way, oh, Heavenly Father, and let your Holy Ghost take over. Right now, we pray this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. It's time for the message here on Safe Haven, so I'm praying that you have your Bibles ready. Um, It's going to be a good one. We're coming from the Gospel of John. We're going to be coming from John 15, verses 13 13 through 16. going to be reading to you from the New Revised Standard Version. It reads as follows. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Do I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything 
that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in his name. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. For a few moments, I ask that you all pray with me on the topic, No Greater Love. Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now for the word in advance. We thank you for the message and the messenger right now, Heavenly Father. Empty out my spirit right now and fill me up with your Holy Ghost. So, Heavenly Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be found acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my most blessed Redeemer. If the words are not on the manuscript, O Heavenly Father, put it in my heart and put it on my tongue so I can be able to express what you want the, the people to hear right now, Heavenly Father. I pray this prayer in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. No greater love. When you think of Jesus or hear the name of Jesus, what is the first thought that comes to mind? Is it the fact that he was the Son of God who died for us and was risen again on the third day for us? Or was it how he fed the 5,000 with very little supplies? <laughs> or was it how he stood up to the religious and political authorities on how they were abusing their privileges uh, within their seats of power? Or was it how he prepared his disciples to become the apostles they were purposed to be? Many few would tell you that it was the latter, because it's the most popular view of his disciples. They, according to scripture, didn't understand Jesus' teaching at all. Yeah, they, they, they uh, went along with Jesus because they, they, felt, they felt a pull, they felt a, a strong pull to him. But, you know, they barely got it even when they did get it. You know, <laughs> that's something. It's almost like what we do every day in knowing that if we do something this way, it should get us the right result, but we choose the other way because we have seen someone else achieve what we want in a faster way. <laughs> That's okay if you feel that way because in li it's life in this microwave, Google this era. You know, if we did it the right way the first time without correction, we might not have learned the lesson aimed for us. I know, you don't want to hear that. You know, I know, I know what you're thinking. You're like, Rev, does this mean I should go out and make that mistake? No, the easy answer to that is no. <laughs> when a friend or a family member goes out and makes said mistake and learns this lesson, the first thing they do is reflect on the story with others like ourselves to make sure that no one else goes down the same path as they did. They don't want you to go uh, go down the same path of of frustration, depression, um, loss, or whatever, uh, because you uh, want to do what they did, but you want to take the cheap, uh, the route that they took, the, the wrong route they took to get to where they are now. No, you, no, 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 no. You don't want to do that. Just because things turn out right for them doesn't mean it's going to turn out the same way for you. No. See, in verse 13, Jesus is truly painting a picture of a true friend who will give the ultimate sacrifice for another friend. How many of us would actually do that for a friend? It's a big thing to say that you trade your life for a friend. And, but, you know, Jesus was that friend who sacrificed his life, but not just for his friends, but for a family he never met before in us. So how many of us can say that we can do that for somebody 
um, that we call our best friend, our bestie, our BFF. How many of us can actually say that? I don't know too many, but I know a few, but I don't know too many. So it makes you wonder about that. But in this case, it also brings me to my first point in this uh, in this topic of no greater love. The topic uh, number point one is you rise above the obvious. I'll say it again. You rise above the obvious. You see, the obvious thing in a situation like this piece in verse 13 is that we will lay down our lives if it meant and if it means saving another. See, when you dig beneath, dig beneath the surface, you learn that you're doing more than just that. You're actually changing your outlook, your outlook, for a better outlook. Think about it. Verse 13 says, no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for his friends. When you dig deeper for context within the content, it is saying that you're saying goodbye to your old way of thinking for a new way of thinking. You're saying hello to being selfless and saying goodbye to being selfish. Say that again. You're saying hello to being selfless and saying goodbye to being selfish. You're going from being materialistic to being altru altruistic. You Do you know anyone that can go against the grain and be such a person that's not looking for anything in return? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Rev, I can't believe that a person can make that kind of a change so instantly without wanting something in return. I see that because we've met more selfish people than selfless people in our lives and have been conditioned to believe that a person that can rise above the obvious doesn't exist. Yes, Jesus was that example of a person that does, and if, but if we're true believers, true believers, we should be focused on being that person as well, not just looking at Jesus and saying, yeah, Jesus was the exception. Well, Jesus is only here with us in spirit and in truth. What about the person, the flesh, the flesh and blood that's right in front of you, flesh and bone that's in front of you? Think about that. We should be focused on being that kind of person because I know that I won't receive too many virtual amens on this, but I know one thing. What I'm saying is very deep because this has taken us to a different level of understanding of the scriptures that we read or heard read, uh, being read every every week, every day, depending on, on your belief system and how you uh, go about uh, walking in your faith. It's a little bit different. And in, in, in addition to uh, looking... Uh, rising above the obvious, we, this leads me to my second point. You support the underdog. You support the underdog. See, like for instance, in sports, TV shows, and movies, we see a group of misfits who, who have come together, who have banded together after being shunned by either the top team, group, or organization, or, or even a group of people that we consider our friends, to prove that they belong to the seat at the seat of the table as well as the top group. We see them slowly build the trust necessary to win while the top team continues to be blinded by the fact that they were once the misfits because power corrupted them. You know how that is. Some people say they come in to a situation, they say, I'm going to do this because they had great intentions. They're going to become this leader because they had great intentions, but after a while, they got a little drunk with the power, a little drunk with the excesses of power. 
because that's one of the things they throw at you. They throw they throw those darts at your heart, and they want to make sure they bring you down. It's always like, like for instance, you know, the devil's always going to attack you at your weak at your weakest point. You think that you got this thing going on, but in another case, you don't. And you know, and that's that's something else because they let the power corrupt them. Yet, in in a sense, you know how the story ends, though. The underdogs accept some kind of a challenge or creates a challenge of the top group and come through with the victory after a last sec at the last second after a rousing speech from whoever um, inspired them, whoever was encouraging them the most. As you see in verses 14 and 15, Jesus has given his disciples that rousing speech that they'll need because he knows that during his walk to the cross, they're going to feel like they won't be winning the big one. Yet, Jesus is telling them that the victory will still be theirs even though the game appears to be over. You don't believe me? The Bible you have with the New Testament is your proof. <laughs> Amen. See, church doors that are open and about, and about God's work is that proof. Amen. Podcasts like this one is also proof that the victory is was yet to come. Hallelujah. What about you in your life? Someone counted you out because you had a kid way too when you were way too young to understand how to be a teenager, let alone a parent. But guess what? Look at you now. Kid graduated from high school and you graduated from college and and happened to be a success in your own right. Hallelujah. Amen. You didn't let you or your children become a statistic, but you could have if you listened to the naysayers and not God. There's no such thing as mistakes in God's eyes. It's either a blessing or a lesson. If it's a lesson, you'll feel discouraged sometimes and feel like it'll never end for you, but it will. You have to keep pressing forward. I'll give you a quick example. For the past 18 years, I've been trying to get back into college after running out of money when I was, quote-unquote, college age. I had a dream to finish it and become a filmmaker. That was my dream. The call came to me. This call to be a minister came to me, and this journey was what took precedence. I, and after that, I sought out, after I accepted the call, it took me a minute. It took me a minute. It takes a lot of us a minute to accept this call. Anybody will tell you that they accepted the call the moment they got it is just trying to, encourage you but they're not understanding that they're telling they're not telling the whole truth but that's another story for another time you know after i saw i after that i saw after i got this call and accepted it i sought out seminaries that i believe would fulfill my uh, fulfill my purpose in this call only catch was that most of the seminaries that that attracted me were master's programs and for me that kind of hurt because i didn't have a ba to fulfill the requirements to get in at first, I was angry for the call and did ministry with a half-full approach. You know, sooner than later, I found a school that would be beneficial for me, and that, that felt great, too. I was like, yes, I found it. But then the employer I had didn't allow me to work a flexible schedule to attend. A blessing soon happened as God removed me from one place to another with flexibility. It's now a matter of time before I achieve what I thought was holding me back. See, the lesson was, that I had to do ministry with a full approach and not a half approach, not a half full approach. See, the blessing is that by doing that, God will definitely be rewarding you for doing so, and that's what God has been doing for me. Instead of going half, half full, going coming with a half full cup approach, I'm actually filling up that cup 
Let God just take over and let him do his thing through me. And you know what? It's been a blessing ever since. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, that's now after, after recognizing all these things, it leads me to my third and final point. You become what you never imagined becoming. I'll say that again for those who love to write it down, who love to take notes. You become what you never imagined becoming. You see, Jesus says in verse 16, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Imagine being called into the ministry not knowing what the future would hold for you. Imagine not being sure where the path would lead you to or who'd you meet along the way. Imagine that every decision you make would either make or break your path. Replace ministry with your occupation or your relationship with people and you get the drift. Some of us believe that we made the choice to join a church or get baptized or take the job with an employer when it really was God that called us in the moment of despair, ready to give us the needed repair we were seeking. Being chosen is an honor not to be taken lightly. Yet, being tasked with spreading the word is above that. To do that takes resolve that you probably didn't know that you had within you. Imagine being a person that doesn't like being in the middle of a conflict, but has been chosen to walk into the fire, hoping that the message that was given to them will save a few souls. Imagine being a person who's shy and is terrified of public speaking, but answers the call and is equipped to become a mighty speaker who commands respect when they speak to the masses. Imagine being told that you being nobody who will never amount to much to being a somebody who's an inspiration for the next generation. Guess what? You can stop imagining because you are that person. Maybe you can't see it today, but somebody else does. They're looking at you. They're emulating you each and every day. That's love. It reminds me of a song that this sermon title is for. You know, I believe it goes something like this. When Jesus went to Calvary, he saved a wrench like you and me. That's love. That's love. You remember this part? They hung him high. They stretched him wide. He hung his head for me. That that's love. That's love. But that's not how the story ends. Because three days later, he rose again. That's love. That's love. Remember that Jesus loves you dearly. He did amazing things for us before we became to be. And even now, as we go about our lives respectfully, respectively, to me, there's no greater love than that. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this word, this mighty word of God that you have given us right now. We pray that it, that it, we apply it to our lives and into our walk and into our journeys, oh Heavenly Father. We pray that you just continue to be with us right now, Heavenly Father. We pray that we share this word with someone who needs to hear this word right now, Heavenly Father. We pray that you just continue to touch us and bless us 
in many mighty ways. Oh, Heavenly Father, pray that you just touch every person who is listening to me right now, Heavenly Father. I pray that you also bless me and touch me as well. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're enjoying this wonderful podcast and you want to hear more, please make sure that you click the follow or subscribe button on this wonderful podcast so you can stay up to date with the latest and the greatest and be able to listen to past podcasts that you have not yet heard before but want to hear again. Also, don't forget to click the share button. The share button is also important. So therefore, you can share this podcast with all your friends, loved ones, and acquaintances. Look forward to hearing from you. Peace. Thank you for listening to this wonderful, wonderful message. Now, for those who live in the greater Chicagoland area, Northwest Indiana area, if you are interested in having I, Reverend Brian C. Pusey, come and speak at your congregate with your congregation, I would love it. Please, please contact me at B-P-U-G-H-S-L-E-Y at yahoo.com. That's B-P-U-G-H-S-L-E-Y at yahoo.com with the heading Safe Haven Ministry Invitation. I will be glad and honored to come to your congregation and bless you with the word that the Lord has given me. Please reach out and let's, let's build this community together. Amen, amen. We're just so grateful, God, that you tuned in to Safe Haven Podcast. I am so grateful for everyone who does. I pray that those who want to hear me speak at your church or guests on your podcast reach out to me. I mean, I will gladly do so. Um, just let me know. You know, get on the calendar. It'll be great. I will be glad to be able to give to you what the Lord has given to me. In the meantime, I'm praying that everyone has a blessed week. I'm praying that everyone um, has a stress-free week. And I pray that you tune in again next week because I will be back, God willing, and it will be another, another mighty, mighty service. 
Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you just continue to bless us, guide us, and enrich us with your presence. So Heavenly Father, dismiss us from this from this respective place, but never from your presence. So Heavenly Father, we pray that you just continue to keep us going, keep us guided, keep us lifted up. In your Son Jesus' name we pray. And we'll see you again next week. Amen. This was an LTD Entertainment presentation.